Go. Streaming from South Africa to the world. To the world. This is the Stonks Go Moon podcast. What just happened? We break it down so you don't have to. Welcome everyone to the Stonks Go Moon podcast. My guest today, Andrew Pancholi, returning guest, friend of the show, best-selling author and writer of the Market Timing Report. Andrew, welcome to this pod. Rocco, thanks for having me back. I'm really excited to be here. Honestly, I don't know how we're going to top the last podcast. Um, some people call it the best financial podcast that they've ever listened to. I have actual uh, evidence to prove that. Let's see how we go on. You wrote a post the other day saying we are seeing some very strong September cycles. And my comment to you was, oh, so that's why I, I have this uncomfortable feeling deep in my stomach. Andrew, we need you to unpack what is actually going on for us in just in terms of, I guess, the confluence of cycles that are coming together at the moment. Sure. So, Rocco, what we see, there's, <clears throat> there's two angles here. There's geopolitics and markets. And of course, they're intrinsically linked and related. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things about September is if we look statistically at the US markets, and September sees the most changes in trend. So highs and lows or whatever, but it also sees the most crises, not just in markets. So we can go back to September the 15th, 2008, which is when Lehman Brothers collapsed. And of course, the market was already in a down move then, but then it kind of went into capitulation. And that was the global financial crisis. We can uh, there's several other examples um, we, we can go back to. And the one I want to talk about in a minute is mm-hmm. 30 years ago this month is where we saw the ERM collapse. George Soros made a billion in a day. We have seen the long-term capital management crisis was in September 98, off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw the outbreak of the Second World War. You look at the big, big crises. Then geopolitically, there's a bunch of stuff that comes in. So September is very much on the radar. And as you know, we follow these patterns. So uh, yes. from what I recall, uh, let's pick this up from last time we were hanging out together. And we talked about the 60-year cycle, right? Yes. Yes, we did. And we talked about... How uh, so? The market has followed the sixty-year cycle, and, we'll, and I'd like to come back to that one. Yeah, the, uh, the yeah. U.S. equity market uh, and the Western equity markets, but most importantly, the geopolitical pattern has absolutely matched that. So we spoke uh, must have been January, I think, and one of the key factors that I was discussing and telling my clients at the market timing report was be prepared for some physical comp- uh, conflict, conflict and also an escalation in Cold War tension. Now, the reason being, if we go back 60 years to 1962, we saw that year the Cold War really escalated and it culminated. Well, it didn't, well yeah, it was a degree of culmination in October 62. So, so watch this space. We are into part two uh, with the Cuban Missile Crisis. But what was the Cuban Missile Crisis all about, Khrushchev? The Russians putting missiles within striking distance of America. So what happened on February the 24th? You know, everybody said it wasn't going to happen, but Putin started his special operations into Ukraine. Now, there's two sides to every story. And if you look at it, you can see where the Russians are coming from, the way that NATO expanded in the 30-year cycle. Because remember, the Soviet Union broke up 30 years ago. So we're talking 30s, 60s and 90s. These Mm -hmm. are really interesting patterns here. Mm -hmm. And we'll, uh, we'll look at all of these. So what we're saying is that we've seen the war. It's been going six months now. It's had a little bit of a turning point. 
Um, there's an argument that Ukraine are pushing back and the Western press are reporting that. But what is undeniable is that Putin has made significant progress into Ukraine. Of course, everybody is in this in some way or another, backing one side or another. So we've got this mass polarization. So that's 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 the first part. Now that's like open... a war cycle, right? Yes. Yeah, so these were the war cycles that came in. I think we discussed did we discuss the war cycles, the 82 to 84 year war yes, cycles? But I'm just yeah. saying that we recorded before the Russian invasion, right? And I think a caveat was upon releasing the podcast was I need to say, listen, this was recorded before. And then when we released it, it was it happened as everyone was saying, hey, this isn't this isn't isn't gonna happen, you know. So I feel there was a big vindication for the work that you and your team is doing as well, and us releasing that podcast. So my point is being that these things that we are speaking about and that we have spoken about they have actually happened. Absolutely, Rocco. And that, that's our job here. You know, it's about keeping people ahead of the game. And, uh, you know, Winston Churchill said, the further, the farther back you look, the further forward you will see, you know, for, yes. uh, back at history because it repeats. And that's exactly it. And in fact, in the uh, uh, February edition of the Market Timing Report, which I think we published on the 29th of January, we gave the exact date. That was the key date based on mathematical cycles. So this is to keep traders, investors, anybody that's got any interest in the world ahead of the game. Yes. So, so yes, and and the war cycle. Let's just in case people miss that uh, the war cycle. Uh, basically, that pattern goes back to 1939, the outbreak of the um, um, uh, Second World War. This 82 to 84 year pattern. If you go yes. back subsequent patterns, you will see the Crimean War coming in, which at the time was. Um, uh, you know, the biggest global conflict because all the biggest nations were involved with that Britain, France, the Ottoman Empire, Russia. You know, this mm -hmm. is all quite important. Um, they all came together, and then you go back the same cycle, and that was the uh, uh American um, uh, War of Independence. So, these are big events with the ruling superpowers of the time. So, we knew we we're in a window from late 2021 into 2023, 24. So, yeah. this is going to yeah. continue. Uh, so that's that sphere of influence there. Now, what I think we are going to see is um, <clears throat> there's likely to be a secondary crisis based on the 1962 overlay, uh, because the Cuban Missile Crisis really peaked mid um, mid um, uh, October 1962. And, and whilst things don't necessarily overlay to the exact uh, month or yes. week, you get the flavor. So point number one is be on alert, look for an escalation. Of course, Energy is is one of the issues that's being talked about here. Yeah, go ahead, Rocco. No, no, I was just I'm <laughs> counting your points. Okay, right, right. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you. you no, know. Yeah. no, I'm not um, putting my hand up in class. Don't worry. So, so I think um, now I haven't looked enough into this at the minute because there's a, a, a say a key story we're going to cover in a minute. But yes. uh, we talked briefly about Taiwan and Russia. Uh, we do want to watch. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, um, Taiwan and China. And China, uh, because yes, because Taiwan fired at a Chinese drone for the first time in a very, very long time. So there's an escalation there. Yes. And the whole Pelosi visit, which again, uh, we we covered, we didn't know it was going to be Pelosi, but we did see a very strong trigger, trigger point in the um, <clears throat> uh, uh, July market timing report for the very end of the month and the beginning of August. And that was the day we didn't know it was going to be hurt. That was the uh, the point that she went there, which was just, I tell you, like, unnecessary uh, 
provocation and of course then gives justification to escalate the operations for China. Talk about talking about unnecessary and I mean the South Africa government sent a delegation of sorts to Russia um to go and attend an, a military which was a military event there which it didn't need to do at all uh, South Africa is supposed to be neutral we like to think we're neutral um you get the sense that people are choosing sides here yeah I think it, it really is a case where there, there isn't sort of uh you know the, the traditional Swiss mentality is 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 a little bit difficult you know because mm. everybody has vested interests and why because we we went for so many years we went uh from polarization to globalization okay and, yes. uh that peaked realistically in what we what I wrote about in uh, you know uh, what um in zero hour which we talk about the modern day revolution so mm. that that one was the same cycle 82 84 years Trump and Brexit I.e. all polarizing, Brexit polarizing, mm-hmm. go back, a revolution, rise of Hitler, polarizing because Germany had got so many reparations placed on them after the First World War, the Great War. People were not happy. You know, it was it was too much. The German economy was dead. You go back another one. Uh, 1848, Karl Marx, Frederick Engels releases the uh, uh, release the Communist Manifesto. Workers rise up, break free of your chains, i.e. everybody had been taken off the fields, the agrarian economy into factories, sweatshops, and the rich got super rich. So your Jeff Bezos is of the day and Elon Musk's got super rich off the backs of everybody else. So that was the communist manifesto. Take the revolution back another one. And we got the uh, Stamp Act, which is what triggered the American Revolution. So you got these exactly the same time cycle apart. Take that whole thing. That was 500 years, uh, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Put it in 2017, which is when we publish this stuff. Go back another two fifty years. So sorry, two fifty plus two fifty five hundred years. Yeah. Fifteen seventeen. Um, Martin Luther nails his ninety five theses to the church doors in Wittenberg, starting the Reformation. You know, the Protestant Reformation. So all these cycles came together for the back end of the last decade. We've got you know revolutionary cycles. We've got cultural cycles. We've got polarization cycles, and then we've got the war cycles coming in now. So we're in a period of change. And uh, and that's really what uh, what's quite exciting about now. I mean, it, it, it is disconcerting, but there's a degree of excitement here as well. Talk to me about America, because America is still the world's superpower. I know that your work is heavily focused on America, especially with the geopolitical tensions that we are seeing. Um, what what are you guys seeing in in your research? So what we're saying here was, uh, if you'd asked me earlier this year, I, I was putting 2027 down as a really critical time period for potential civil war in um, uh, uh, um, in, in North America, in, in the United States, based on revolutionary cycles, again, war cycles coming in, going back mm-hmm. one cycle, uh, takes us to when America entered um, uh, <clears throat> the Second World War, uh, and um, also... Uh, going back uh, further, you go to the Civil War in America and then the uh, War of Independence. So uh, I feel there's a but. I feel there's a but coming. Well, the thing is, I looked at this and and I'm I'm going to bring that forward now. And I'm seeing the very strong cycles for earlier in 2024, which means we're going to get a degree of polarization. And um, I think this is really down to people having very strong opinions. Uh, this state 
that used uh, this nation that used to consider itself the policeman of the world. There are parts of it where it can't even uh, police its own state. So we can see, you know, I've, I've been in and out of New York quite a bit at the minute with uh, various things. Um, it's it's not the same place it used to be. Miami's thriving. I was in Miami uh, a few months yes, ago. Yes, Florida is absolutely booming. Yes. It, it, so what's going to happen? Well, you know, as it polarizes more, you can see California is probably going to secede. So what, so what we're talking about? Florida has everything in its pocket. Why does it want to be bailing everywhere else out? And of course, Texas is historically, you know, the lone star state. You know, yes. So you can see these countries, uh, these states, having a, a strong vision for uh, uh, wanting their own uh, own um, independence. Now you see. California arguably is not so great, but what it does have is Silicon Valley. It has a lot of resources there. Texas still has the oil structure and all the rest of it. And, and Florida is absolutely booming economically with all the big restaurants from New York going down to Florida and so on. So I, I think that's on the cards. More work to do there. But I think the uh, the breakup of America or polarization of America is is um, is coming sooner rather than later. And of course, 2024 is going to coincide with the next election. So uh um, you know, whether you love him or hate him, Trump is about and uh, he's a very powerful personality. I know he had some good policies for the businesses of America. Equally, a lot of people fail to understand him. And, uh, you know, when he says things, he says things. And, and you know, my view is that actually he's a great marketer and publicist, self-publicist. And if he says something, you know, if he says that, you know, black is red, yes. it, it, it will be. That's it, because his people believe him so much. Um, I'm not saying any of this is right or wrong. I'm not taking sides here. I know. No, I know exactly where you're coming from. It, it's a polarizing figure. Um, a large parts of America are running out of water. That's something that's not really being spoken about. I mean, water is a natural resource. It's one of the key factors for life. Um, if you look at other planets, if there's no water, there can be no life. And then we have the superpower with large parts of its continent running out of water. Does this play a part somehow in everything? Absolutely. So we, we said at the beginning of this uh, uh, session, Rocco, that we were going to look at 30, 60, and 90. So we've we've talked about 60, and, and I do want to qualify how the market pattern is overlaying the 60-year pattern. We'll come back to that. We'll, do it. We'll, we'll focus in on the markets at the end, right? Yes. Let's go back 90. Right. So what happened 90 years ago? Well, we started off the decade in 1930 with, uh, you know, we had the 29 crash on the 3rd of September, the top, a crash collapse. Uh, we went into depression, re recession, then depression. So many businesses went out. You know, the biggest skyscrapers were just being completed at that point in time. What followed that? I tell you what followed that was the was the dust bowl and the famine. OK, things got very dry. And that's what's coming up. That's the 90-year cycle playing out, all right? So, yes, there is an overlay here for drought. Uh, there is an overlay here for uh, a loss of crops. And, uh, and you combine that together with the need to, you know, break up and polarize, or the, not the need, but the wish to do that. The wish, yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a you know, it's a, it, yeah, it's a wish. It's an intent, isn't it? It's a, so that's um, absolutely fascinating how history just, seems to repeat itself and then you know in terms of the markets because obviously most of our clients are uh, yes. uh, market people you know we we did write um to uh we wrote in march 2020 we put a report out saying hey watch the grain markets they're they're going to take off why were they going to take off because if you go back the 50-year pattern 
So half a hundred year cycle. So why hundred years? Nineteen oh seven, rich man's panic. Eighteen oh seven, embargo act panic. Market down ninety percent. Two thousand seven, global financial crisis. It's just a quick one there for. I mean, I can't give my life's work in fifteen minutes. <laughs> uh, go back fifty years. Nineteen seventy, Russian famine. Yes. Boom. Uh, do- uh, end of Bretton Woods. Okay, C- currencies mm. pegged to the dollar. Mm. All right. Uh, and um, huge demand and wheat goes up fourfold. All grains go up. So that's exactly what we were expecting. We get this uh, 49-50-year pattern overlay, and that's not over yet because we're also now overlaying it to the 90-year cycle of the famine coming in and so on. So we're going to see uh, further moves up in the grains. Um, and I mean, over the next few years, it's not going to be instantaneous. Yes. Uh, and so that's, that's that there um, in response to your question on drought. Yeah, uh, it's uh, we've covered so much ground um, already in this short space of time. The pod, th- this podcast is always for people to you know surface level information, so you can go and dig a, a bit deeper uh, into these things. Um, Andrew, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, before I let you leave, I want to ask you specifically about you know traders and investors. They might know you know might know technicals, you might know fundamentals. But very few people actually, I think, use or know about cycles. How can you incorporate cycles into your investment or trading strategy to improve your returns in the market? Okay, well, it's uh, it, th- that's a great question, Rocco. So what we do is we use the super macro cycles to get the big themes. Uh, so that's why um, our clients were positioned in the AGS way back two years ago, right? Um, we fine tune these all the way down to the individual day using micro cycles. Okay. And, uh, and the best way of looking at this. So, uh, is we talked about the 90 year cycle. We've talked about the 60 year cycle. Let me make a point on the 60 year cycle. When we got the low in June, everybody was totally, totally, um, uh, bearish. Uh, they were expecting the, the, you know, the bottom to fall out of the market. Yes. We were looking for a very clear low there. And uh, what I do is I, I post a lot of stuff on LinkedIn and also on Twitter. Uh, and it helps me gauge sentiment. So uh, it'd be great also if people could follow us on that. Yes. But what happened there was we got a low. And why did we get a low? Because 1962 patent saw a low at the end of June. And the 1932 patent, the 90 year cycle, saw a low, the end of the whole depression decline on the uh, first week on the 7th of July. So those are, those are that's one way of using macro cycles, and we honed down and we got the individual days there. And um, what the other way is is to be pro, um, is uh, let let me uh, let let's go on the record again, right? So sixteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth of September, nineteen ninety two. So we talk ninety, we talk sixty, we're talking thirty now. Yes. A guy called George Soros made a billion in a day. He shorted the pound, and this is the big story now. In our latest market timing report, we have a bunch of turning points coming up over the next few weeks down to the day. And that suggests we're going to see some sort of financial crisis. You've only got to look at the pound right now. But also what happened, that was a big player in the interest rate market. So there's some big twists coming up in interest rates. I'll leave it at that. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. Don't give it. Oh, I'm saying go. don't give it away especially not for free. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me. If the listeners want to go and find out more about what it is that you do and they're intrigued, where can they do that? Go to markettimingreport.com. Also, uh, uh, it'd be great if you follow uh, uh, my work on uh, LinkedIn, Andrew Pancioli, and also on Twitter. 
that would be great. And uh, um, but if you if you go to the market timer report, you can. Uh, sign up for some updates there and you'll see what we have coming up as well. As well Absolutely as fascinating and invaluable. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me today. To our listeners, peace, love and prosperity. I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers. <laughs>